not kidding, get shut down by missile attacks, then you have to go either to the north or to the south. Well, I tried to go to the north. They cut me off. Belarus would not let me in as an American. So now I'm in Budapest. I'll just walk you around here a little bit in Budapest. Um, and I'll tell you where I'm not staying tonight. Uh, but Peter Duke always told me one thing. It, he said, if you can't find your hotel, go to some place that's light. Go to some place where there's lots of light. So I thought, there's the big Ferris wheel. And there's the Ritz-Carlton. So at least I got a shot here, you know. I'm going toward the light, Peter. Yeah, you, if, the light. You, yeah if you got to stay on Ritz Carlton, you got to stop, stop, start. You have to stay on the top two floors, right? Because that's the one that the, uh, that the Saudi princes own, right? It's always the top two floors. I, I won't be on that floor. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually at the Euro Trash Hotel. That's where they throw their garbage. But anyway, that's where the workers stay. I, I had a horrible trip here. It was 11 hours in a bus, a stinky bus. It broke down three times going over the little Alps in between here and Krakow. <laughs> and I'm, I haven't made it to my hotel yet. But I said, damn it, I'm on with the three best entertainers in news. I'm with Peter Duke. Because that's what news needs. It needs entertainment. Well, it does need a little sauce every once in a while. Stay With CNN Plus tanking, it definitely needs some more entertainment. Yeah, how does it feel to know that the network news studio is doing better than CNN uh, Plus this week? You guys have you guys have a better business model than CNN. Well, it's guys like you and Tommy that are kicking ass. You're interesting. You're honest. That's the first thing is you're freaking honest. And then you're funny. Tommy's funny. Peter, sometimes you're funny. I'm never funny. I can be Tommy's straight man, though. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. Great say that. Andy's funny. This is great network because you get the news and we're funny. I'm never that funny, but Tommy's a scream and Andy's a scream, and you're a great straight man, Peter. What the hell? What the hell is CNN Plus? It's, it's dead. What? Yeah, you don't even need the name. Okay. Well, it was it was it was a three hundred million dollar streaming subscription news service put together by oh yeah no uh there's a woman who's a, a big fan of my show and she texted me and she was like just so you know you're running a she was like you technically have more subscribers out of your apartment than cnn plus does and i was like what she was like yeah good you lord know, here's, the, here, here's the thing i mean you look at people like tim pool tim pool has been kicking cnn's ass every night for like four years now like more people watch Tim Pool than watch CNN. Gee, so good lord in heaven. I mean, it's hilarious though. It's it's hilarious to watch the inevitable unfold. I don't know. It's the collapse of empire. Well, they, it, it only lasted twenty seven days, so it was a it was a, it was a short three hundred million dollar investment. I wonder if it was just some like some. Some like money, like yeah, money laundering payoff scheme for yeah, because that three hundred million went somewhere, right? Yeah, it got written and it went into bank accounts and yeah, they're supposed to send some of it to George Webb in neighborhood news, aren't they? 
they threw us out, Andy, but I've got an appeal going on in the court of uh, Sixth District. But uh, what I wanted to talk about tonight was just uh, our coverage of Ukraine has been better. I mean, look at, just take Tommy's people that he's interviewed. He's got Ken Alabeck of Solon, Ohio. He's got all the people that uh, cohort and cohort with Kolomoisky in Warren, Ohio. He's interviewed every possible Delta Force guy ever that's ever done any special operation ever. I mean, these are incredibly interesting interviews. Peter's got so many great interviews with, uh, you know, Jim Hoff of, of Gateway Pundit and just one after another of people that are really doing leading edge stuff. I would love to see you interview in a secret silhouette interview, Peter, Zero Hedge guy. The, the, the well, the first guy. thing that we need to do is find out why they blocked me. So Zero, Zero Hedge blocked Hedge, you? And, yeah, very early. Like I, I would say that this happened in, in 2016, 15, 16, 17, I don't even remember. Two, I, two very important Peter Duke blocks were Zero Hedge and Sebastian Gorka. Hmm. Which, which I, I have no, you know, I, I didn't have a beef with any of them particularly. Like, I, I, I don't remember saying or doing anything that I thought would have been offensive or going after any of them. Or, you know, I, I've kind of acerbic wit. And when I uh, uh, make fun of people, I usually frame it as a question instead of, uh, you know, making a direct accusation towards somebody. But I, I, I love Zero Hedge. Uh, I have to subscribe to their newsletter now because uh, they have me blocked on Twitter. I was going to say, I actually do recognize CNN Plus because about 20 minutes ago, I saw a tweet about someone who I don't even know who they are. I just saw it like trending. It was a tweet by someone named, I think, Sam Stein. And it said, uh, it said, we really shouldn't be laughing at CNN in defeat. Like that's poor, something along the lines of like, that's gross. And I, and I, I said, shut up, you use some unkind words. And uh, and then I just found out I've been banned from Twitter for a week. So there we go. Well, I guess my I guess my tweet won't show up. But uh, OK, so you got to be acerbic and frame your accusations as questions and then they won't ban you. you no, know, I, I just no. <laughs> I, it's not my show, so I won't repeat what I said, but it wasn't that bad. I just I, I, he, okay. So he said, blah, blah, blah. This sucks. And as someone that's been banned from YouTube and people cheated on. So I just said, shut up, faggot. And I got banned for a week. <laughs> I, okay. So here's, so here's how I approach the same thing. I, I put up a, I put up a, a poll yesterday, I believe. And it said politics is, and it's a poll and answer. Uh, number one is fake, and answer number two is gay, and answer number three <laughs> is all of the above. And I just put it out there in the world. And instead of just saying that uh, politics is fake and gay, uh, I make it a poll and I ask people the question and I let them come to the same conclusion. Yeah, put it out as a true or false, fake and or gay. T slash F. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like you, you can have a lot of fun with polls. Yeah, I guess I was just kind of off the cuff. I was just like, who is this? Like, who is this pussy this is simping for CNN Plus? I mean, good. I just say, guys, this is what I needed after 10 hours of going through all these windy Cisgain 
roads in the mountains and then breaking down and then watching these roadsides with cars going by where you don't know any words of any sign. Everything is Cyrillic. Everything is CGZ. If you've got, if you have the new version of the iPhone, George, it'll tra- you can take pictures of the stuff and it will translate it right in the iPhone. But you need internet. See, and that's what I didn't have. I didn't have the internet for the Google Lens. I, I, I love Google Lens. It's got the great translate capability. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of one of those things where it's the societal breakdown. You know, as soon as snow crash, as soon as the goggles go out. Then everybody comes out of their containers. But and then Klaus Schwab, you know what happens then? Yeah, but you know this. This is kind of I'm kind of doubling down on my comments to Mr. Stein. Is that like you have guys like all right, whatever? I, I haven't done a whole lot. I was banned from YouTube, and people cheer. There's you know it's a you know First Amendment doesn't apply to corporations, and it's like yeah, but that's not a very like liberal ideal to squash people who you disagree with. And then you guys have like George, who are truly on the other yeah, side of the. That's not a liberal idea. Though. A libertarian, a liberal value, a a the idea that the classic, the classic liberal, the 60s, don't trust anyone over 30. Peter, shut up. Let me make my point. The point is this, is no one, no, no one, no one who likes these colors are, should be for, no, you're right. The First Amendment doesn't apply to private corporations. I still, I still defend that. YouTube doesn't have to provide me. But the very idea that we shouldn't, have to do this no you should be able to allow be allowed to speak and so when people cheer haha like you got banned for interviewing dr malone or when people are like laugh oh george webb's banned again yet george is on the other side of the world pursuing these stories i have no sympathy or empathy for cnn perpetuating false narratives actually affecting the world around them having the hundreds of millions of dollars to do so and then all we want is a chuckle at their expense and people are putting on their their suit of armor and they're like don't laugh at cnn and their disgrace no shut up faggot like i'm doubling down on my comment like that's that's all it is sorry a lot of people don't know that the first amendment started with shut up peter shut up peter tommy hancock 1776 exactly i said it with love i love you peter my my comment was about the fact that what you're doing is liberal that is speaking your mind is liberal and what we've done is that we've taken the terms and turned them inside out right and i I don't call it classic liberal i call it liberal and there's communists c Wright mills said in his famous uh, uh, power elite book that Americans have always been conservatives, but they, there's always been confusion because the values that they want to conserve are liberal values, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, all men are created equal, and the Bill of Rights stuff. Those are liberal values. So we let the communists start calling themselves liberals in the 1930s and now in the 2020s, okay, we're having this word salad confusion because we're talking about a group of people who are communists who call themselves liberals as liberals and it leaves us out into the in the in the woods without any kind of uh, understanding of about who we are you're a liberal i think everybody on this thing is a liberal that is we believe in life liberty the pursuit of happiness all that other uh bill of rights stuff and they're communists that's my point yeah no they absolutely are
Well, well, I want to chime in on semantics because um, uh, it's a true that Fauci was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on anybody's line. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> when uh, when CNN Plus came out, I just I thought it was Zucker Plus. I thought, oh, there's Jeff leaving CNN. He's going to create some kind of shell company where he can get like 300 million out of it. And exactly. Exactly. They're going to build a soundstage on his yard. They're going to build a yacht. <laughs> All these things. Oh, oops, it didn't work out. Jeff, you could just keep the stuff. They bought some gold bars and they put them in a safe. And yeah. Hey, man, that's kind of badass if they swindled CNN out of 300 million and laundered yeah. it and bought some. I mean, that's. Hell yeah, that's awesome. I think the world is so much easier to understand if you just think of it as a giant Coppola movie. Like, these people are just all gangsters. Yeah. These, these are all gangster moves. And if you start thinking about it that way, things make a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's a mobster. Do what? You look, yeah, you're right. If you look at all like the, the mobsters, it's, uh, it, it provides a, a great insight. So, Peter... Do you want to get into some uh, articles on the Duke report here? I, I mean, I, I mean, we could. The, the, the highlight today is, uh, you know, uh, oops, accidentally another food, major food shortage just burned to the ground yesterday. Like, oops, how did that happen? And uh, if you dig into the article, I, I love this organic proper website. They're great. Um, but uh, uh, if you dig into it, uh, they're they're thinking that it might have had something to do with a cyber attack. So you get you get two for the price of one, right? You get the you get the food, and it's organic food that's being targeted, which means that the only thing that you're going to be able to get in the supermarket is going to be the GMOs. Right? <laughs> so you get the double whammy. You get the GMO. You, 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 you're not going to be able to get your organic food. And you're going to have to eat the GMOs. And, oh, yeah, it looks like it was a cyber attack that burned the factory down. Wasn't that a conceit in Mr. Robot? Didn't they do that in Mr. Robot? It looked like it was a cyber attack from unvaccinated Canadian truckers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. Well, then fight back against all of it. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Keep going, Peter. I'm sorry. I'm just touring around to give you a little bit of a. That's okay. I, I, I'm look. I'm looking for. Uh, there was a. There was a wry comment from my my new favorite uh, Twitter account, which is uh, Klaus posting W's. Uh, <laughs> I have to go. Who who made a, a an incredibly uh, funny comment about the story? Uh, uh, Peter, can I get your thoughts on um on the uh, on Florida passing that bill against the self-governance of Disney. On one hand, you know, Disney does seem like a giant pedophile conglomerate, but on the other hand, I have to stay true to like I don't like the idea of government stepping in and thrashing a company even if I don't agree with them and they are a woke steaming pile of shit because if I can if I condone this today, then I have to condone it tomorrow. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know enough about self-governance. Right. Well, I mean I, I I was just talking to a friend of mine about this earlier. I believe in capitalism, right? I believe in that those, you know, kind of uh, sovereign uh, rights that corporations have. However, um, when they start to act like monopolies or when they start to act as monopolies, I think that they put themselves into a position where they need to be regulated. And uh, I've talked often before about like Section 230 about how I thought 
uh, Trump, all he had to do is have Ajit Pai send a letter to Facebook and Twitter and tell them that they were in violation of their Section 230 uh, uh, protection and that uh, they were that they were not going to be able to protect themselves. It wouldn't have required any kind of congressional action or anything like that. But, you know, Disney is an interesting case because Disney has always done things in a way that kind of allowed them to kind of skirt uh, convention. Uh, specifically, Disney does not have employees. Uh, Disney has cast members. If you work for Disney, you are not an employee. You are a That's cast awesome. member. And the reason that Disney has cast members is because Walt was faced when the civil rights uh, movement was happening in the 60s. Walt didn't want to have to uh, kowtow to political correctness in order to cast his characters who are walking around the theme park. So the way that they got around it was that they made everyone at Disney a, a cast member. So when you get your ID, when you get a job at Disney and you get your ID, it, 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 it's your cast member ID. So for a long time, you know, Disney has been doing th things like that. So specifically, so what is this law? Because I'm not sure that I, I, I read about it yet. It will ha it happened today. I remember self-governance because I just remember reading a book in college about how Disney was technically its own government. But a bill was passed today. Pa yeah, I think it was proposed like yesterday, but it was passed today. Uh, April 21st, 2022, and it's removing Disney's, I guess, ability for self-governance, which means there's a whole bunch more taxes they have to start paying, which, again, to me is absurd because, I mean, as a more conservative guy, I don't like the idea of cheering on like, yeah, now you got to pay to the government. And it's like, wait, hold on. What am I what am I cheering? But like they were stripped of their self-governance, which I mean, it thinks like that. I, I, I think if I understand it, so Dis so Disney World is huge. It's bigger than a lot of counties in the United States. Yeah. I, I believe that when Disney World was, was created. Their own they, fire department, their own waterworks. They, yeah, they, they, they are their own municipality. So I, I think that if I understand it correctly, they've been stripped of their ability to so, I get the whole point of like the Epcot Center in the first place, you know. Except they never built it. I guess they they built the Main Street at Epcot. Uh, I had many friends who worked at Disney who were supposed to work on Epcot, and uh, uh, that kind of ended with Eisner. Like it, it's a it's it's a half a theme park that never got finished. Epcot. I guess my concern is, you know, it's. It's not a coincidence that this happened now and not once in the last like 50 years. There's clearly animosity towards Disney right now, specifically within Florida, specifically within Republican uh, politicians. I don't like the as much as I'd love to cheer on the destruction of that pedophile steaming pile of shit. At the same time, you're laying down a precedence for, you know, I'm against government overreach unless they go after the guys I don't like. And it's like, that's very... That's how we got into the situation of like vaccine mandates. That's how we got into the situation of I'm cheering on this war is because we are more concerned about owning the other side and not watching the government grow more strong. The government can the the left can go, hell yeah, you know, we need a stronger surveillance state after January 6th. And it's like, well, this is going to apply to you as well. And then now the tables are turned and we're like, you know, DeSantis is really owning the libs. And it's like, dude, this is the government now setting a precedent that they can come in and just, you can't do this anymore. You're done. W what we're doing is we're trading blows, but all the while the, 
the big machine is getting stronger and stronger of government, but none of us give a shit because we're just owning the other side. So one of my one of my favorite terms that I ever learned from George Webb was hair pulling. You know, and um, I think that's Pornhub, not George Webb. <laughs> it could be, but I, I, this is the George Webb style of of, of uh, hair pulling. Yeah. Um, the one of the issues that we have, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, as far as liberals and and communists, is that you you start to have. I, I said earlier that I'm a, a capitalist and I understand how corporations need to be sovereign. The problem is, is that, you know, Klaus, after World War II, he and his buddies started creating these public-private partnerships uh, that were modeled after Nazi Germany. And so the differentiation between government and corporations starts to become blurred. And in a perfect world, like, you know, people ask me what kind of economic system. I like capitalism. I don't think that we live in a capitalist country. I I think that we live in a country that is ruled. If you look at the relationship between Boeing and Raytheon and Lockheed and General Dynamics (laughs) and the United States government, okay, that that that's that's a public-private partnership. Socialism. And 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 those are controlled monopolies. If you look at Facebook and Google and Twitter, those are controlled monopolies. You don't see a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, go build your own Facebook or go build your own Twitter." Well. You can't do it when those companies, you know, uh, Sundance wrote a really interesting editorial a couple of days ago on the conservative treehouse about about uh, Twitter. He called it uh, Jack's Coffee Shop, uh, and he made the uh, he made the uh, analogy that uh, Jack uh, uh, Dorsey opened opened a coffee shop, and he had an advantage, and the advantage was that he gave away free coffee, you know. And when other people started to try to open coffee shops, they found out that you can't open coffee shops with the giveaway free coffee because you can't make any money doing it. And then uh, people have found out uh, virtually by uh, Elon Musk's trying to uh, uh, bid for Twitter that it turns out that maybe the reason that Jack can give coffee away for free is because Jack's partner in the back end on the back end is the United States government. And the House um, of Saud. <laughs> and the House of Saud. And the House of South. So, so, um, so, in a purest kind of sense, I totally agree with you. I'm a hundred percent on uh, on board. I'm just not sure that what we see is what's actually happening. And and that's not, you know that, thank, thank you George Webb because he's continually Toto's continually running to the back of the uh, booth and finding another curtain to pull back. Well, my my comment on uh, this dialogue here, which is very interesting, uh, is. We both, we all seem to have a sense of what reality really is. And even though there's all this money, like trillions being put into this kind of programming, we all kind of like reject it and say, that's not real. Yeah. You know, and and, and that's the amazing part to me because when I was like, like, I don't know, 11 or 12 and watching I Dream of Genie after school or whatever, I thought, you know, Maybe someday I'll have, you know, a lamp and I'll be able to, you know, have a genie, you know. But, but we we all get out of that. We all realize this is not the Congress. Isn't really Congress. It's just a big show, and it's really Klaus Schwab running things. We all we all know that intuitively. So whatever they're doing that they think is so, uh, you know, uh, so mesmerizing or hypnotic is not working. I mean, that's the one thing I hear from all of you is you all know what's really happening. 
And Peter, it's interesting because you worked at DreamWorks and you worked at, you know, did a lot of creativity stuff for Disney and stuff. And that was all great entertainment. But at the end of the day, you knew it was entertainment. You knew it wasn't news. Like when you say great story, bro, (laughs) you have no facts to back it up, but great story, bro. You know, we somehow had this sense of being able to throw it all out, even though they've spent so much money on this. Uh, well, we do. And, you know, um, somebody was uh, was talking to me about the Duke Report uh, earlier today. And, you know, one of the things that I try to do on the Duke Report is not 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 preach. I'm trying. I'm, it's all links. Right. I don't have any, any editorial opinion. The only thing I'm really doing is I'm curating the content that's on there. And uh, uh, by virtue of but but for people who find their way to the Duke Report, um, if they want to find answers for themselves, that's the reason that that thing exists. Because um, I don't think that you can you can shock people into this. I think that they have to have a certain amount of inquiry. They have to have a certain amount of curiosity about why you know two plus two equals five. Like I didn't learn that in school. Right? So so if you can if, you know if you can lead people to it, then maybe they can wake up. But I still think that we're a tiny percentage, George. I think that. You know, we get bigger and bigger every day. I think that the people who follow us get bigger and bigger every day. But I think that, you know, they get distracted by people. I heard Bill Taylor talking about Russell Brand. You know, Russell Brand is an interesting cat. Uh, he says a lot. Of, he's he's very much like Steve Bannon in my book. He uses a lot of neurolinguistic programming. He throws a lot of red meat out to people saying things that they want to hear. I want to believe everything that Russell Brand and Steve Bannon says. I just don't trust them. And I think that there is a lot of kind of uh, attention farming. I call it attention farming, um, where people are out there and they're trying to gain, uh, gain control of audiences. They're either trying to gain control of audiences for power. They're trying to gain control of audiences because they're grifting and they're making money. They're trying to gain control of audiences because they're controlled opposition and they don't actually want people to find out what's really going on. And so. They can take them, you know, down the road and then at the last minute, take them into a cul-de-sac where they, you know, uh, the Q cul-de-sac where they crash and burn, the monkey works cul-de-sac where they crash and burn. You know, there's all kinds. Let me, let me take an example of that. And I'm, I'm interested in your feedback with Tommy's feedback and Andy's feedback. uh, Tommy, you know, the Gonzo uh, Lira story. Uh, As of today. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Peter's much, I think you've been following it for a couple of weeks. I, you know, it's funny because I don't know. It was the way that I discovered him was very much the way that I discovered George Webb. His video showed up in my YouTube feed one day and he was walking out of his apartment someplace in Ukraine. He was in Kiev or something, I think. And he just started live streaming. Uh, and I at thought, Kharkov, well, yeah. at Kharkov. And I thought, okay, well, this guy is in the middle of the action. I'm just going to follow him. And he, I think he probably only had eight or nine thousand followers when I started following him. Now he's got fifty-five thousand. Yeah. Well, so the the interesting thing about reality meeting this kind of school play world is he seemed really super genuine to me, and he's saying, "Hey, there's this bad shit happening," and "Hey, this." He's the reason why he was so interesting to me is because he's the only guy saying Kolomoisky's the whole key to the bioweapons. You know, he's saying Kolomoisky, it's Hunter Biden, it's Metabiota, they did Wuhan, they did January 6th. It's always these same guys. You've got to realize this is 
CIA, you know, um, Hunter Biden's the patsy, all the things I've been saying for like six years, but this guy is saying it and really getting a big audience. Well, there was another account that popped up today that we're, that uh, I think the Duke Report is following and maybe my, my producer, Carrie, can send me a link to it and I can, I can, I can share it with you, but it's a new account with his name and his picture. And I read the first tweet from this account and I thought, did George write this? Cause hmm. it, it sounds, it sounds like, it, it sounds exactly like, uh, like you wrote it. Uh, she's looking for it now. So. Um, back to what you said real quick. Sorry. Back to what you're saying about Russell Brand though, is I, I've kind of accepted in my mind based on nothing and backed up by nothing challenged by no one. So it's purely a delusional, uh, dogma that I've now created, but if someone, you, if someone it's, it, you shouldn't, it's a, in the course of human events. Yeah. We, the people, and then, yeah, I'm a complete delusional psychopath in a room with not enough oxygen. But if someone uses clickbait thumbnails and clickbait titles, they are number one, not to be trusted. And it's because a, they are grifters or B, they have nefarious intent. And I think that's just, and that, so that doesn't mean the Venn diagram. It doesn't mean everyone that has a thumb and you know what they are. It, you want to show the whites of your eyes. Your mouth is open. You want a white thumbnail around you with bright colors. And then at least one word, not all of them, but one word in the title is all caps. You see Tim pool do it. I don't think that necessarily makes him bad, but the ones that are pushing this shit like Russell brand are, I think regardless, I really don't think they can be trusted but it means it's either A, because they are grifters, or B, because they are, uh, like you have said several times, Peter, you don't trust them as far as you can throw them. When you see something like, look at George, you go to George's Twitter. George's Twitter is just, it's just statements, and it's just, the thumbnail is just the first frame of the video he's taking. And I know that may sound stupid, and it may sound like I'm being like meticulous, but when you're trying to just portray a story or put something out there, that's all it is, is it's just, here's the thing. I got the thing. It's no, you know, Klaus Schwab said, what? To me, that's either someone who's trying to just grift or it's someone who's trying to use the same language that everyone else is using so that they can get into the zeitgeist. I don't trust Russell Brand at all. I don't know what's behind them, but it just doesn't, it seems too artificial. Sorry. No, no, uh, I, I, I agree with you. And again, um, uh, Scott Adams turned me on to hypnosis five years ago, four years ago. I started studying hypnosis, Milton Erickson. I started studying the CIA version of hypnosis, which is called neurolinguistic programming. Uh, basically, the way neurolinguistic programming works is that in order to teach operators hypnosis quickly, they came up with this system. By and what you do is you analyze the words that people are using to construct sentences. If you think about it, hypnosis is just using language in order to change the frame that what people are, are that they frame their reality on. And in the you know a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago, if you took the trivium uh, at university, you learned rhetoric. We don't learn rhetoric anymore. Rhetoric is just basically hypnosis with words, written rhetoric. I mean, written hypnosis. But if you understand if you understand what neurolinguistic programming is, you understand that it's about analyzing the words that are coming out of people's mouths and the way they construct sentences. Because what you what they do is that they speak in a certain way, 
that allows the person who's receiving the message to go into an alpha state. When they go into the alpha state, then they can make a suggestion. Mm -hmm. When they make the suggestion, then the person goes to a cocktail party the next day, and Sean Hannity's words are coming out of their mouth like it, like it's their words. Mm -hmm. And Jamal's words are coming out of their mouth like it's their own words. So Russell Brand uses neurolinguistic programming. Uh, 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 Sean Hannity uses it. Rachel Maddow uses it. Uh, Tucker Carlson uses it. Steve Bannon uses it. When oh. you when you start to recognize these patterns, okay, then you start to wonder whether or not they've got a really good writer who just came from Langley, or whether or not they were taught this, or whether or not it's just a style that they picked up. You don't really know. But the reality is, is that, like I said, it's attention farming. And to your point about thumbnails and and clickbait headlines and things like that, this is all attention farming that you're noticing. Yeah. And it, what kind of programming is Joe Biden using when he talks? Uh, he's got, a, he's got a, a thing in his ear and he's repeating whatever the words are. But, 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 you, but you know, in, in, a, in a weird way that actually kind of dovetails back into the, uh, the point before Russell Brand about uh, George talking about how we see their trillions of dollars of investments into propaganda, into stories, yet we all know they're kind of bullshit. To me, although it's optimistic that we see through it, at the same time, it speaks volumes to the power of the state in that it doesn't matter if we see through it. It's still the power. You're allowed to just, you know, they, you don't have to just send out a uh, riot police. You can send out the tanks. You, it, it, it doesn't matter that, that we all know it's bullshit. We still keep partaking in the system every day. There is, and I'm not, obviously not calling but there is no violent overthrow there is no nothing we all go i know everyone knows that the government whacked jfk everyone knows there are fishy things around the gulf of tonkin in 9-11 everyone knows the covid story isn't what we think it is and we don't and no one does anything and again because i have had troubles with this before i'm not calling for action by anyone to anyone but and it, although it's good that we see through it, at the same time, it speaks volumes that that uh, that it doesn't matter. So you know what 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 neuro linguistic programming is Biden using? None. He's a, he's a geriatric dementia riddled pedophile who is placed in is an is an illegitimate regime. We know it. They know it. They know we know it, and we know they know we know it. And no one's going to do anything. So, in a weird way, it's actually it's kind of blackpilling. Sorry. Right, well, yeah. Well, um, Michael Hoffman talks about the, the whole phenomenon that you're discussing in his book, uh, Psychological Warfare, uh, Secret, Secret Societies of Psychological Warfare. Uh, it's it's known in, in occult circles as revelation of the method, which is that uh, people are more accepting of what you're about to do to them if you let them know first that you're going to do it to them, which yeah. is kind of the basis for protective programming. There's a famous scene in Goldfinger where uh, James Bond is, is uh, he's strapped down to a table and, and uh, Goldfinger is telling him all of his plans and he goes, do you expect me to talk, Goldfinger? And Goldfinger goes, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the MO that we're dealing with. If you, somebody brought up that twi tweet, I wanted to uh, I wanted to look at that tweet and 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 show George that the tweet. The Lira one, yeah, the, 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 on the new Lira account. I'll, 
I'll read it to you while he's finding it. Okay, so it's Real Gonzo Lira 1, and here's the tweet, George. They may shut this down, but if you hear nothing else, if they finally get, get to me, or if I go off the grid, remember this, Zelensky is a puppet of Kolomoisky, who is a puppet himself. Those two subjects, Biolabs, Hunter Biden, many a death can be attributed to these truths. Okay, now they're using the word truth. So this makes me think this is a QAnon operator, right? So this is, you know, that was on Celia uh, Farber's substack. This is the equivalent of if Twitter existed in 1963 of, uh, of Lee Harvey Oswald 420 posting, people are going to try to say, I'm a CIA asset. This is all me. This is no one else. This is all me. That's exactly what this feels like. Exactly. Well, my, my comment is um, all the NLP and all that stuff, no matter what, um, the human heuristics for watching somebody say something and how they speak and how they deliver their you know, message is somehow this like super x-ray that says this is bullshit or this is, this is somebody who's you know, really trying to you know, get truth to me. And Gonzo was one of those guys that just immediately struck you as somebody who was on the ground trying to get juice to you. And Russell Brand is like kind of, you know, comb perfume into his chest hair. Comb perfume into his chest hair. And, you know, where you really should just kind of take the money and, run you know you know peter when people are two two or three years too far into their you know modeling career and that's where russell brand is with his his thing and he's trying to retread himself as a truth spokesman whereas gonzo came in he had the glasses and he had the hat and everything and i don't know if it was an act or not but man he was saying cola moisky's the guy who's you know, projecting these bioweapons all over the world. He's he's the guy who did Wuhan. He's the guy who did this in Africa. He's, he's over here. He's over there. It's Metabiota. It's all CIA. It's, you know, and I'm like, whoa. Even though he was repeating back to me things that I'd said over the last six years, just hearing somebody else say it was so refreshing. And the, the, the fake account that came out after the death because this uh, guy Scott uh, Scott Ritter uh, is saying he's dead. A lot of people, Ava Bartlett, Ava Bartlett said he's not been heard from, and that's just kind of like the female Walter Cronkite. I'm like, wow. When Ava Bartlett says somebody really didn't get heard from, I'm like, whoa, that's really bad. And uh, so I, I went through a kind of a depression yesterday that he's probably dead. And I was kind of trying to get into the, you know, trying to get in there and see if I could get to him. But this new account came up and I said immediately, this is where we have this power. We go, okay, dude, meet me on the Polish border. I'm ready to come meet you right now. So don't give me a bunch of, you know, please send me money because I'm hiding and all this. Meet me right now. And... It's interesting. He tweeted out a model shot of uh, me right now. Go ahead. Sorry, George. Go ahead. Well, he tweeted out a model shot of uh, tanks, little little 
miniature tanks and so forth. And um, one of the things I do when I go to towns that are military towns is I, I go to the places that have the model shops because there's usually a guy who has a long military career and then I get into a big discussion. Uh, there's Rahm Emanuel. If you're interested in selling pharmaceuticals tonight, you might want to get with that guy. But um, he, he tweeted, he knew, he was smart enough to get to me to tweet out the, the model shop, the, you know, little tank models and stuff. And I thought that was interesting. You know, that was an interesting way to get to me because he knew something about me that I, that's where I went to Salisbury to, to get my contact and all these different cities. So it was just interesting. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And I, and I think about some of the, as you're saying that though, I'm thinking about some of the characters uh, that have popped up uh, in your uh in the last five years uh, that have kind of popped in and out of your uh, career, George, through people, you know, through third parties, through people that you know. Um, and I think about, well, who lives in Europe that like used to be friends with George and now might not be a big fan of George's and how could they be messing with him? And, uh, you know, are these people, which intelligence agency are these people really aligned with? You know, these are the questions that I'm asking when I'm looking at that stuff. Well, you know, who's going through kind of a rebirth because he's cheering for Russia is, is Lee. Right. Uh, and just just by the fact that he's Sputnik, it's, you know, it's like, go Z. I saw him say, go Z today. And it's like, I don't ever want to be that guy who's sitting in the peanut gallery throwing peanuts for Z or peanuts for, you know, uh, Zelensky or anybody, I mean, but anyway, it is interesting how people are doing kind of, I don't want to say whorish things. I'll never say whorish things, but, but sort of like whorish things to get views. And I never want to, I, I don't want to say I've never want to whore myself out, but, it, but something very close to whoring myself out for that, you know, like cheering for Z. I never want to be that guy. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's I, or somebody sent one of our one of our fans sent me a um, a picture of himself wearing a Russia sweatshirt uh, the other day, um, and and he said he was going to go to Washington D.C. and spend five hours walking around the Capitol with the sweatshirt on. And I said, don't do that. I, you know, I I I said, well, first of all, go to the dukereport.com and click on the store button and get yourself a Duke Report sweatshirt instead of a Russia sweatshirt. That would be the, that would be the first thing to do. Um, but and I'm grifting here, so I'll 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 grift. I have my own hoodie store. I I, I exactly. I'll do it. So you can buy a Tommy uh, no sweatshirt. You could buy a you know you can get a you are here. Uh, uh, COVID-19 shirt. There you go. Um, all kinds of stuff there at the Duke Report. But um, uh, anyway, I said, don't do that. I, I said, you know, you got to, first of all, the, the thing that you're doing is you're acknowledging that Washington, D.C. has got their boot on your face. Like, why would you go there? You know, why would you go do that? Uh, second of all, it's like, why get involved in this false dialectic? Because they want you to pick a side, right? There's no good side here. The Russians blowing up Ukraine's not a good idea. Ukraine uh, wanting to party with NATO, that's not a good idea. People getting blown up, that's not good. 
like none of this stuff is good. So th there is no winner here, right? There's no like side that you can be on that's going to make you the good guy. So yeah, I just, I, I just, why go there? I just, I just plugged my own grift. And yeah. uh, is that where I put it in the private chat? Is that how I do it? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, those are all my, those are all my designs. I taught myself graphic design for three years before I did the I podcast. Just, yeah, those are my designs too. Yeah, yeah no, I'm all. You just made me think about Tommy has a second career with Tommy No Trauma instead of a Tommy Bahama. Tommy yeah. No Trauma, you could have a whole line of fashion statement. You need a new model, Tommy. This guy with the hair. I don't choose it. This is it's it's auto generated. These are all yeah, designs. I, these I are. Can you pick a different model? No, no. Look, reveal Princip. There's Archduke Franz Ferdinand getting assassinated. You can have that in a hoodie. The most momentous moment of the 20th century. And Andy now is modeling it for you. Yeah, probably. Hey, man, give me get, get me get me some social justice points. <laughs> they took down the other hoodie I made. It was uh it was it was the German eagle, but it had a teddy bear underneath it instead of a swastika, and it said "Mine Snuggles," and they took it down. So <laughs> it was an oversized hoodie. It was supposed to be for cold days. These are good hoodies. Thanks, they're man. Like, Welcome to uh, you know, uh, he's throwing down. I need to kind of up my game here. Oh yeah, no, I, you can't see them. Those are like eight K images. I each I designed those over the course of like three years. It's uh, they're crazy, but um. Snoop Loops. Uh, Snoop Loops. Not that one. That one didn't take that long. But uh um <laughs> that was that was just Snoop Loops. But yeah, there's Sir Carrie's laughing her ass off. Yeah, there's uh you know, the one on the there's Shake with Very Gorilla Tutors. There's a uh, um up top left, Alex Jones. That's Alex Jones as the Vitruvian man. And it's <laughs> it, he's as Da Vinci, and that text that text is one of his ten minute rants on Joe Rogan. And I actually scanned it onto a, or I, I wrote it onto a high resolution scan of uh, Da Vinci's parchment. It's about as historically accurate as you could get if Alex Jones was Vitruvian man. But you don't have to grift for me anymore. It's okay. I, I might need to get that. So Dude, it, I, I, I made them all, man. You can't tell, but they are in their Post Malone, BRRT. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's the, and then the thought thickens. Yeah. But, um, you do need a new model. I don't get to choose it, man. I'm 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 lucky enough that the model doesn't have blue hair and is a pregnant man or whatever the fuck it is. See, this is my point: is whatever their programming ideas are, are not it's not working. Yeah, it's not working because Tommy's obviously not dispelled by this, and Peter, you're certainly not dispelled. If people and bought this stuff instead of Q, we might we'd be one step closer to the to saving the world, right? I, I definitely agree on the Dupin board. People would have had the Dupin board at nine uh, at Jan six. The world would probably be all drinking Coke right now, or maybe Diet Coke, and, and teaching the world to sing. See, they're crazy hoodies. Oh, here we go. Look at this. Yeah, I, I don't even know what this one is. I just made it. It's uh, made this something Beyonce would wear. I hope so. That looks like uh, something John Lennon. Hey, this is this is some nice occult shit. Yeah, it's awesome, man. But I know, right? Yeah, but more importantly, um, Elon Musk. Do you think that so to to apply the equal? You know, I like I like Elon Musk. I think he's an inspiring figure. The amount of shit he does. Uh, I know he gets government subsidies. I'm aware of that. But 
you know, in the same way that we, I can't cheer on, I can't say let's own the libs, but at the same time be cheering on the, the attack on a private corporation, Disney by the government, something that I personally, I, in my soul feel is bad. And I'm tempted to cheer it on because Disney's bad in the same way that I'm attacking Russell Brand. I kind of feel like I need to apply that same criticism to Elon Musk in that I love him. I think he's great, but he uses a lot of the same things. You know, when he tweets like 420% of statistics are 69 times wrong. And it's just like, Hey, he used the sex number and the weed number. And it's like, Hey, look, he, he tweeted Dogecoin. Like, isn't he so relatable? And it's it's like the dude's worth of a third of a trillion dollars and he's in bed with the NRO and the National Geospatial Agency. And <laughs> But everyone's like, he's just like me. But he's not the only one. It's interesting because there seems to be this uh, cohort of billionaires, Jack Dorsey, uh, Elon Musk, Mark Andreessen. I don't know if you guys follow Mark Andreessen. He's the guy who started Netscape. He was the okay. undergraduate uh, University of Illinois at Champaign-Urbana Supercomputer super Center uh, co- coder who wrote Netscape and was the first internet billionaire, right? Uh, he's, he's tweeting all this populist stuff. Um, there's there's another one that's it's, escaping me. Well, Thiel, Peter Thiel. All oh, these, and, Peter, yeah. and, and Peter Thiel called... Uh, called uh, Warren Buffett a, a sociopath from Omaha at the Bitcoin convention last week. So there it's seems to be this. It's all PayPal mafia, you know, it's all, Peter Almadar, all those guys. You know, if you spend any time, Andreessen is the one I had the most interaction with when he was getting going, but if, they're all handled. Yeah. I mean, they tell him, you know, say this then say that then say this and then we're gonna go over here and then say this and then say that and he was 24 i mean he didn't know anything about business jack clark the guy who ran in um, silicon graphics was his family or jim 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 clark jim clark Jim Clark. yeah 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 you know there is something kind of disgusting about the sort of like relatable billionaire in the 2000s we saw it a lot right in the 2000s, we saw it, right? You know, the, the, the trope of the big tech. Like a good idea for a comic book. Yeah, but you, but you know what I'm talking about? In the 2000s, we saw it. 2000s, 2010s, right? It's the billionaire with the... It's the, Sil- it's the Silicon Valley billionaire, the guy that wears the hoodie, right? He's, dude, I'm just like you, man. I, you know, do yoga in my office. That asshole. And now we're seeing it more as like, a, I tweet too, like, love Minecraft. There's something a little refreshing about Jeff Bezos and that, you know, there's nothing behind the eyes. You know that there's ice in his veins. He's I mean, his head's shaved. He's married to like a Mossad agent. He's not. I mean, his the people that work in his warehouses have to urinate in bottles because it's the only way they can remain competitive with machines. There's something a little refreshing about him. Bill Gates, that guy's a demon. Larry Ellison, I don't know anything about him. But again, even them. The fact that they're not Zuckerberg, I mean, he's a DARPA creation, literally. It's he he's not a human. It's interesting. All these pictures are Martin Solar pictures. He's like one of my Yeah. Not that one. He's one of my nemeses. Yeah, but I mean it's 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 he, he doesn't look real either. But like there is something kind of gross about, you know, I tweet too, or look at me. I'm on Snapchat with bunny ears, or it just doesn't 
Like, like if you're gonna, the, yeah, isn't isn't that the entire point of like Iron Man movies? Yeah, no, it, in order to kind of like humanize these guys. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, I mean, again, it's predictive programming. It's Thanos snapping his fingers and half the world dying, and then coincidentally, a couple years later, there's a pandemic and everyone's got to get the vaccine, and who knows if half the world's going to die? It kind of seems like that, but you know, I, I don't know. There's some. I don't think like Rockefeller or Vanderbilt or Carnegie would have ever tried to like fit in. They wouldn't have gone on Joe Rogan. Like these guys were ruthless pit vipers who would kill their mother for a penny. And I, I, I appreciate that. I totally agree, which is why, which is why I think that if you see somebody in the media, if you know their name, if you know George Soros's name, or if then it's not them. Mark Zuckerberg's name. It means that they're not the ones it's, who are in control. It's like the ones who are in control. You don't know that, that, like, Klaus Schwab, like, man, there is no more of a clear-cut central casting character. It's an evil, a hilariously overused German accent who dresses like a Bond villain and openly tells you you're gonna, not that you're gonna have less food, you're gonna eat bugs. This is something that a fourth grader would write, and his his fingers were snakes. Yeah, and you would like it. I mean, it is... It seems like that, like World War II Disney propaganda, where every Japanese person's like, "Oh, we are coming for your white women," and it's like it's so evil. But it's the only way you can corral a nation into the war powers effort. When you see Klaus, the fa- when you're being told to hate this guy, we will depopulate the world, the force industrial revolution. Doesn't it seem like central casting? Like this guy just arose. Uh, maybe he did. I mean, I know, I know he was mentored by Kissinger. Yeah, but I mean, I know he's mentored mentored by Kissinger. Like, I don't think he's purely an actor. He's a very competent, intelligent guy. He's evil, but he's competent. I'm not taking that away. But like this guy, he's doing what Alexander the Great couldn't do. He just out of nowhere, he has just decided to great reset the world and penetrate every government on the planet. It, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem a little like? It's that moment you realize you start doing the numbers when you're like nine. You're like, how does Santa get in seven billion chimneys in one night? It starts to dawn on you. You're like, hold the fuck on. <laughs> you know, what's going on? I'm, gl- I'm glad that you brought up Santa, though, because I, I use Santa all the time because, it, it, you know, lots of people are, are programmed to understand that they believed Santa was a real thing when they were four. Right. And by the time they were seven, they had let go of that idea. And what they don't realize is that the rest of the world is just like that, too. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Just everything we accept is real. I'm I'm just listening to (laughs) you. Holes, holes, holes. Good job, Andy. Yeah, good job, Andy. Um, Somehow, I still think there's humanness here. There's still... uh, like uh, human spirit that's not being smashed. You know, they're no, trying to do the whack-a-mole thing and make sure there's no human creativity, no human expression, no human celebration, no uh, creativity. But they're failing. Um, and I don't know. I think art is always maybe the enemy of political control. Look at you, Tommy, with the bedspread. I mean, you you've changed the world tonight by showing the world your bedspread and. You know, that's, a, that's a hoodie, George. That's a hoodie, but... 
don't know. I was gonna correct them. You, you, and your motion pictures and your skateboards—you're changing the world. <laughs> I don't know everything about the Madden Fred either, Tommy. I, I just let's leave it at the visual. Okay. okay? But I'm just saying that I, I I'm I I traveled all over Europe, you know, circling Ukraine. I'm heading to, you know, Zovstal and all this, and they haven't killed me yet. I yeah. Mean, so I I still think somehow there is the room for the individual to be like. It, it, it does kind of feel like 1984, Winston versus the world, you know, and ducking under the cameras and, and whatnot. It, it does have that feeling, but it's kind of fun yeah. to be the guy who's... Well, I think, that the, I, I think the thing that makes it fun, though, George, is that there's, the, there's us to talk to. I was, the, the, the people who keep coming to me that are kind of blackpilled on the world that, you know, are, you know... Uh, Tommy disappeared ten days ago. For, for oh, I hit a I hit a wall. You you hit a wall. You hit a wall the same day Addie did. Addie hit a wall the same day that you did. A bunch of people hit walls at the same time, and I think that the only way to kind of like keep yourself from spinning out sometimes is that you've got to you got to reach out and have conversations with other people and not in a live stream. You know, you yeah. Have a beer with someone. Which and sit down and I and. I, I do have to thank you for it because you did reach out to me and I was in a black pilled nature. So I was like, I don't really want to talk, but you did. And that was very kind of you. But sometimes you, sometimes the best way to like avoid the wall is to hit the wall and to realize it's okay to hit the wall. But, and to press on what George was saying, you know, against my black pill earlier, where I was like, it doesn't matter that we see through the propaganda because we see through it and we still don't do anything, which is in itself kind of a broken spirit. But no, the fact that like we are all still getting together and talking, the fact that like George is still traveling, the fact that like I'm, you know, despite the fact that like a like a satanic centralized government's taking over the world via mRNA shots, uh, you know, we still can joke about our shitty hoodies. There is something in the human spirit that is yet to be broken. And it's when no one even tries anymore, that's when they've really won. But the fact that, like, the odds of, like, any positive outcome are still so insignificant, but it's still, like, you know, crack the knuckles, like, let's do it, live stream at five, and it's like, what are these morons doing? Why are they not just bending over? That is the human spirit. Like, if you truly gave up and you were truly blackpilled, you wouldn't get out of bed in the morning, Right. I don't really have a, there was no really point to that. It was just a. <laughs> it is kind of one of those uh, whistling through the graveyard thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't really care. It's, you know? and it, it's like, it's, it does kind of relieve you in a way. Yeah. It's worrying about gas and worrying about, you know, all this stuff because it, it, once you realize, you know, hey, I'm the Spitfire guy. I'm going up against the Luftwaffe. Uh, they've had ten years since the Spanish Civil War. I've had ten hours, you know, or maybe ten minutes. Yeah. Of training. No, you I'm had probably, a lot of training because you were from Poland, not from Great Britain. Well, you know, don't get me started on the Polish pilots uh, with uh, with Battle of Britain, but but you're right, Peter. But the point I'm trying to make is you're gonna still get in the thing you're still gonna get in the spitfire you're still gonna take it up and you're gonna fly right at him and you're like hey if i die today 
kind of like uh, Chief Joseph or one of those chiefs said, this is a great day to die. What a beautiful day to die. It's just like you fly right at them. And it's, it's like, even if I lose, even if you shoot me down and you have 10 times force multiplier, you know, technology and you gang up on me and whatnot, I still have more honor in death than you do. Yeah. It's because like, you're scum, right? You're, you're scum trying to eliminate people for Klaus Schwab. Yeah. It's like what the, uh, sickening existence that is. It's Wait, what, why are we here? If not for this. It's it's what the first director of the OSS, Wild Bill Donovan, said in World War One. He was leading his men into like the breach, like a, or over the top again and again and again. And they were like, they were like, "What are you doing?" They're like, "We don't have to keep advancing." And he like looked at he looked back at them with disgust, and he was like, "Do you genuinely want to live forever?" And there's just machine guns flying everywhere, and there's this mindset of like, "Dude, you just go balls to the wall every day anyway." Like on my worst days, like. Like every day I get up, the first thing I do is I make my bed, put on workout clothes, and I go to the gym, come back, cold shower, meditate, podcast. On my most depressed days where I don't do anything, like last Friday was the eight-year anniversary of my older brother's suicide. I was hungover, and I had food poisoning. So it was a great way to just ring in a terrible day already. So as I'm vomiting and slowly going through alcohol withdrawals on the toilet, I still got up and kind of like wiped my face and like made my bed. Now, granted, the rest of the day I laid in bed like a piece of shit. But there's still something about like you do the things that like it's all you have left. But the only thing I had left was like I'm still gonna make my bed because like fuck you world. I don't care if I hate today this time of the year. I don't care if it reminds me of the worst time of my life. I don't care if I've been vomiting so much I have burst capillaries around my eyes. I was like I still gotta make my bed. Because that's what I do. And there is something beauty, beautiful in that about you can't take away your... It's the band playing on the Titanic. There's something about it to where when you surrender that, that's death. It's worse than death. You still have to wake up. You have to see the asteroid coming towards the Earth, you know, very slowly. Like the one that took out the uh, that dinosaurs, you could actually see for like a month or so before it came you got to be able to see that approaching every day and even the night before it impacts and vaporizes the biosphere you still got to go you know tonight's sunday you got to take the trash out there is like there is a meditation in that where it's like you know like you still got to pay the power bill and it's like dad the world's gonna be vaporized tomorrow and it's like pay it on time our credit's good there is I think there's beauty in that. I don't. Again, I don't really know where I'm going with yeah, this. I, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, the the thing that our society does almost better than uh, any society in history is denies mortality. Yeah. Every, every everything that every commercial about a new product is about keeping you from dying, right? Even yeah. though you're eating all this food that's killing us. Um, and it's all about kind of d denial of mortality. There's no celebration of a life until it's gone. And, you know, I think we should be celebrating it while we're here because we can enjoy it better. Yeah. I know that George does. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I love both of those things. Um, I, I, I somehow think that you avoided throwing up on your bedspread, Tommy, because if you made the bed in such a nice way, I'm thinking you would have wanted to preserve that, you know, little. It's the little bit of like dignity I had. 
I was like throwing up and crying and hung over. And I was like, I'm still gonna like open up the blinds because that's what I do in the morning. There is yes. some, yeah, you can't give up the little bit that you have left. That is almost what the powers that be uh, are trying to do. They're trying to make life so miserable um, that you don't do your yes. job. And you'll just uh, accept any change yes. at all that they present to you, no matter if it's good or bad. It's just change from your, your normal, miserable life. It's, and uh, hopefully we can get out from underneath that thumb. It's yeah. It's to break your spirit. The 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 keep calm and carry on, right? The British trope from World War Two. I don't know if you've ever seen like the image that it derives from, but it's it's the milkman delivering milk, and he it looks like he's just walking and whistling, but he's walking over the rubble of a destroyed apartment block that was hit by a V two rocket. But you wouldn't know. He's just like gotta deliver the milk today. It's Tuesday. There's something about just, just keep focusing. Just you keep just go through the motions. It doesn't mean be an automaton. It doesn't mean don't be aware of your surroundings. There he is. You just you just keep going through the motions and just look look at that. The guy is in the middle of hell, and he's like, I can't miss the like I can't miss my delivery. I don't want to miss my job. But yeah, yeah. You just go through it. You just go through. Yeah. I think I have the juice for a good Substack now. You know. I could bring in some uh, uh, some ironic, uh, you know, similes here, and, and and have you know tragedy and hope all in one black and white photograph. That's a Peter Duke photograph right there. Like, look at that guy's face. That's a guy that just like would laugh at. He would give that exact look to Klaus Schwab as he was like, "Your pounds will be turned into patties." He'd be like, "All right, man, gotta deliver, actually, gotta deliver the milk." Who took that, who took that photo? Because it, it actually looks like a guy named Henri Cartier Bresson. I, I have no, I, I don't know. Gen Gen Dow is that the guy's name? Oh, no, no idea. It was taken a little bit before my time. Look, I mean, dude, that guy is in, I mean, just the rubble. That's an amazing photograph. That's, uh, in fact, that's one of the most amazing photographs I've ever seen. That is... The military is literally right Yeah, look, there. over the shoulder, the military, and the rubble is smoking, and he's like, can't let the glass bottles clink together too loud. Don't want to break them. So, so, so just to pop everybody's bubble, though, I, I wonder how many uh, frames the guy shot and how many times he had him. Uh, walk back and forth. Over. Oh, oh, no, 100%. 100%. Oh, 100% is propaganda. But even that, though, even that, though, who, someone who ordered that photo, that's still someone who at least saw the value in doing a propaganda shot instead of just hiding out in a bunker. Yeah. There's still something there. Right. Like, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's was, fake. That was my motivation when I got started, is that I saw all of the terrible things that photography was being used in order to move people in the wrong direction, and I just thought I wanted to move them in a different direction, and I I became enemy number one for a second, because I was like, you don't do that. Yeah, I mean, everyone was hi- hiding out in the uh, the uh, the subway tunnels, right, in, in Britain. At least someone was like, let's go take this picture. And, and every black-pilled person was saying, what's the importance of a picture? We need more radar. We need more bombers. And they're like, no, let's go take a picture of this dapper motherfucker up there. And they did. And, and, to, your, and, and to your point, though, I mean, right now it's like... And we're talking about it 77 years later. 
I was, yeah, it was, it's a great photo. I was talking to uh, uh, the producer, Terry, was getting upset at something that she saw on her phone the other day. And I looked at her and I said, you can't let pixels affect you this way. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're, the pixels are going to give you a stroke. You know, put the phone down. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know? yeah. George. I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, I'm sitting here in my, uh, in my in my room, looking at a little camera sitting on my desk, and I've got two pieces of glass in front of me that have four faces on them. Three of them are are, are the guys that I'm talking to, but there's nobody really in here. George is in Poland, and Tommy, I don't, where are you? I'm in I, I'm in I'm in I'm in Maryland in a tiny in the corner of an apartment in and a Andy, nothing town. In Michigan, you know, right? Like we're all in different parts of the world, really. Like if somebody from outer space came and took a picture or a caveman came and walked into my into uh, my my room here a dog walked in here they wouldn't have any idea that there are other people that i'm having conversations with yeah it's one when you give up it really is that's the death like you almost have to do it out of spite you almost have to like look at like the new world order and be like no you gotta kill me i'm not gonna give it to you it's, you, you, I'm gonna be. It's it's like when the team is down by nine touchdowns with four seconds left, and they're still drawing a play. The winning team's like, just you lost, and they're like, all right, you go long. They're like, there's they're like, there's physically not enough time. Even if you threw a touchdown with every pass, there's not enough time. But you still get those Tom Brady guys that are like, all right, you're gonna break right, you're, and they still do it, and. If anything, it's still just about holding up a middle finger to the people that beat you. They're still going to beat you, but it's like, hey, man, you know, at least put a thorn in their side. At least just. <laughs> so I, I read this once. Some people can fact check me on this. I don't know if it's real, but do you know where this came from, Tommy? Homo sapiens? It, it, came, it came from the Battle of Agincourt. And uh, uh, at the Battle of Agincourt, which was uh, King Henry V versus uh the french uh the the french had all of these knights with heavy armor and the and the british didn't have that many uh, uh knights but they had lots of uh, uh bowmen with the english longbow and uh the french knights said that if they caught any of the bowmen they would cut their middle fingers off uh, if they caught them uh, because then they, because the bows required so much hand strength that, that that if you didn't have a middle finger, you couldn't be a bowman anymore. Mm. And and the and the British destroyed the uh, the uh, French with the bows. And at the end of the the battle, all of the British bowmen held up their middle fingers to show them that they still had their middle fingers. Hell yeah! That was a story I heard. I don't know that if it's true, but that's the story I heard. Hell yeah! Well, I think that's the perfect way to end our show. Um, we bring the truth. We walk over rubble uh, to bring you the milk fresh every day. The truth straight from the battle lines. I have to say I've left Poland and gone into Slovakia and then gone into some other countries. Um, and we want to we want to be that guy who, like like Tommy said, like Peter said, Just... delivers the truth. No matter what, and if we die doing it, damn it, you at least did it. You know, and I love it. That was a great analogy and a great photo. And uh, but I know Andy's got to go work out. So 
Is that... Yeah, I gotta be able to carry that milk over the rubble, you know? Got to carry the milk. Guns, Andy, you've been working out a lot. Carry the milk. The, uh, hey, someone's got to follow. Tommy wakes up in the morning, so I, I do my workouts after. Tommy's got the guns, too. Tommy gun, man. Tommy <laughs> It's... I mean, again, I I now I lift weights harder than ever out of spite for the world. When they're like, "Be a soy boy," I'm like, "I'm going to build muscle and eat red meat because fuck you." It's just well, the very first show I did, I I did a chant where I just went, "No more beta boys." That was, <laughs> that was the chant of my my show. Exactly. Boys. Exactly. Just do it out of. I mean, genuinely, if nothing else. Just do it out of spite for beta boys. <laughs> do it out of spite. You don't have to do it for some heroic reason. Just look at those limp-wristed, just you're like, oh, well, I, I personally love my wife, and I think that Klaus... Do it out of the desire to see them burn in hellfire. Or, I don't know, buy a hoodie. I don't know. It's I'm almost like the weird British incest gene just got passed down to all these people. Yeah. All just walking around. Yeah. You know why? Because all those in, you know, all those incest beta boys were hanging out in the tunnels, and the Chad was delivering milk, and he was probably taken out by a V2 bomb, and so his gene line ended right there. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, on that note. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. Where can we find, uh, find you and your show? Me? Uh, on Rumble, I've been banned from YouTube, and I, you need a website. I do, I do. I'm all right. I'm on on Rumble, uh, and yeah, I'm banned from Twitter now for calling Sam Stein a faggot. And uh, you know what? I I still will. Sam Stein wouldn't carry the milk. I'll carry the milk. Not that guy. That's the Sam Stein's the kind of guy that says we shouldn't be cheering on uh, Hitler's suicide. It's not right to love to, to love when a country collapses on itself. No, fuck him. That needs to be eradicated from the gene pool. Yeah, I built I my my Duke Media website has been kind of like uh, I haven't done anything with it, and uh, I got banned from uh, from Linktree of all places. Jesus, so, how'd you do that? I, I, uh, yeah, that's impressive, man. That's insane. So, so if you go to DukeMedia.com, all I did was I created my own version of Linktree. So, even, wow. so a website doesn't have to be a big crazy thing, Tommy. Like we could build a website that's just basically Linktree. I don't. How did you, that's like I I got banned from YouTube. I'm IP banned from Reddit. I'm not allowed to make new accounts on Imgur, and now Twitter. You got banned from Linktree. That's hardcore, man. I got banned from Linktree. That's like getting. That's like getting. That's like. That's like solitaire being banned from your computer. Like, <laughs> how the fuck did you? That's the like ultimate sanction. That's hardcore, man. Yeah, indeed. All right. All right, gentlemen. I guess I, I got. I guess I got uh, kudos. You got. You got some street cred. You got banned from Linktree. That's intense, man. That's like getting. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this was really great. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice touching base with you all back there. And uh, Andy, is there some exciting transition that you can play to play us out? Well, before we do the transition, I just want to remind everyone uh, to go to thedukereport.com to uh, catch up on uh, Peter Duke's whereabouts and, and all the, the news agencies and the voices of citizen journalism that Peter uh, views should have a voice because they are banned on other networks. So go to the Duke Report 
to catch up on the, the latest and greatest from around the globe. And thank you once again, Tommy, for, for jumping in. Thank you, George Webb. Thank God you're safe out there. Your, your map of going around the globe, if we had a little map following you, it's almost like the Belt and Road Project. We're, we're almost there. So, that's, so keep it going. That's, and uh, once again, the dukereport.com. Everyone, have a wonderful day. And make sure you go to neighborhoodnewsstudio.com tomorrow to catch up on, uh, on all of the... All of the Thanks, uh, guys. You guys. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, here. Peter. See you later. Fuck you, Sam Stein. Peace. Ha, 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 ha.